Good people of Los Angeles, welcome to the FCFC pod. Tonight, we had Myra of 3252, treasurer fame, of wife of Monty, of Ezra's mother, and we had Rafa, the wizard of away travel, mm-hmm. the king of getting people in and out of stadiums with or without drums and their lives intact. Yep. As per usual on this podcast, Sam, would you hit him with a little audio warning? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in and out of a high school gymnasium in the city of Pasadena. Um, there is there are echoing voices, there are people walking in and out, cars driving by, ghetto birds flying over. Professional truck driver is telling you to shut the fuck up. I know how to back up a car. Yeah. This podcast is not safe for work. It's not safe for children. We do talk about adult topics. We talk about alcohol and tea. And life. And sometimes their sweet dreams are made of these echoing out of the chambers of the gymnasium behind (laughs) us as we're trying to make it happen. Thank you guys for listening. Keeping rocking it with us as we travel the city of angels. So we did! FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where today we have one scholar and a dickhead looking at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. As always, I have Dweez across from me. Josh, just like the end of last podcast, is not here. Uh, he's on a business trip, uh, looking like a West LA slash Miami drug dealer in Austin, Texas. If anyone knows where Josh is, just hit us up. Here's the DM, tap us on the shoulder, see us in push it. point us in the direction of Josh, because we don't always know where he's at. <laughs> Uh, well, today we have another shotgun um, on the scenes pod, I guess you could say. In the wild? In the wild. FSA, FSA, in the wild. We are at a high school in the city of Pasadena uh, working on our next TIFA. So if you hear a bunch of echoing and a bunch of people talking in the background, we're in a, an old gymnasium. Everything's wooden, so everything echoes. As we've said before, we know you come half to hear us rant about things, the other half just to hear whatever the hell weird sounds and whatever the hell weird location we find. So it's also, you know, I think part of this is also about trying to take the people who, uh, who kind of are distant followers of the team, distant followers of the culture, give them a little insight into what goes on uh, outside the line. This is a TIFO night, Sam. I mean, how many of these have you been to thus far in your illustrious LAFC career? Uh, just three, actually. I wasn't available to make the first one of the inaugural season. I was there for the San Jose one. I was there for our season opener TIFO this year and this one. I mean, honestly, I have no artistic ability. My stick figures don't look like stick figures. Um, so I just come to uh, bring a little positive energy to the group. 
You kind of yeah, you you are a motivator. I mean, you got a group of tigers down here. We got like several splotches of people. What we're what we're looking at here is a is a half lit gymnasium. We're not going to reveal what uh, the Tifa will hold in the event that this comes out before it's unveiled at the bank. But suffice it to say that we've got ourselves a pretty intricate operation going on here. Explain to the people what's going on here. Six feet of Tifo hanging over the side of a bleacher with a projector um, projecting like the image of whatever's going to be on the Tifo. Uh, we trace about six feet of it at a time and, uh, you know, scoot it up and do it again. Uh, prior to this, we have to grid everything out. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying too much. Just in case these other fucking shout out San Jose. Um, Start getting ideas from us. Shout out to Charmin Ultras, y'all, y'all real ones for that. Uh, but you know, it's this. This is what we do. Um, shout out to Ray, who's you know in charge of uh, putting together, uh, in charge of the Tifo committee. This particular Tifo is a special one because it will be unveiled on Women's Night at uh, LAFC Match Day, and uh, it was a bunch of uh, the three two five two ladies that got together to go over the design and concept of this Tifo. Uh, and we are just here to support because they didn't ask us for our input. Indeed. Yeah. And shout out the woman. I wasn't sounding salty about not asking for our input. It's just kind of how our relationships go in real life. Sam is an unfiltered Sam on and off the pod. We've got, what is it, 9.30? And what, how, how many hours more do you reckon this will, this will be going on? Anywhere from three to five. Well, in the next three to five hours... For the good listeners, as we always do, we'll try to grab some people, get some insights into what's going on, and uh, make it as if you guys were here yourselves. FCFC Pod, inside a gymnasium, we got Rafa. In the building. Hello, y'all. Rafa's a little tired. Are you a little tired? Yeah, Long week. It's, it's been a 12-hour work day, and now, now we're out here doing the LAFC thing. Sold his body three times today. You guys hear that? <laughs> we were discussing that Rafa is in charge, if you guys don't know, of our away day travels. What's that been like for you this year, Rafa? It last, well, last you year did it last year, year as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I did it last year as well. This year seems that much better. Crazy, and I think all the buzz that happened last year. What's the biggest difference between an away day and a, a 32-52, specifically away day and a 32-52 home game? There's away days are special because you know, it's like a, more of a bonding you get when you're with people from your hometown outside of your quote-unquote comfort zone. I think, mm-hmm. and so there's something about those, those kind of trips that make everyone kind of come together a little more. That's what really makes away day special. Plus, you're in someone else's house supporting the game. I think it just lends itself to you being that much more active and crazy and, and there for the team. Yeah. You know? Do you have a favorite so far? My favorite, man, San Jose this year was crazy. That was absolutely pretty nice. insane. The way it all went down and then to get the result, it's got to be special. Yeah. And it's funny, they, they've had a resurgence since that match. Yeah, they're yeah, like, they kind of kicked them, yeah, they're kicked kinda, them into gear. Yeah, bro, like they're kind of killing it right now, which is, is interesting to see because they were fucking dog shit, just like their dog shit team. Yeah, New York was a lot of fun too. New York City, and 
But Sunday matches on and away, they are and, tough. And and we par- we probably partied a little too hard in the city in the two days leading up to the match too. So yep. I, I I felt like we were at like like thirty percent. Yeah. Still made quite a difference over there. Yeah, there was definitely not the same energy that we normally would have had. <laughs> like everyone was feeling pretty shitty. Like LA people, New York's a different animal dog, to party in because there is no two o'clock cutoff time. They let you keep going. They let you do it to yourself. Dude, I I have (laughs) so much more respect for the 2 o'clock cutoff time because of that fucking trip. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean... It's funny. They're proposing that in L.A. and the the people that are against it are the bartenders, the people, the workers. Oh, yeah, because they get home at like 5 now. Yeah, they don't want to stay up till 4 a.m. Getting people even more drunk. Yeah. Are Are there any big, more away days, like places you haven't been or... This year, Portland is going to be a lot of fun. Next year, Miami. I, I went to high school. I went to middle school and high school in Miami and then lived there another year. Rafa mm. became a hammer so, in Miami. So it's a, so it's a homecoming, yes. Yeah, so it, it is a homecoming for me. Sick. Uh, well, L.A. is my home, but, but not a lot of friends there are still in Miami, so I, I can't wait for that. But they're not even going to be playing in Miami, right? They're going to be playing in, like, Fort Lauderdale? or Is that close enough? I don't know enough about South Florida. And yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, I can't wait for Miami. Uh, honestly, what about Orlando? What's what's up with Orlando? Isn't that this year? Orlando is this year away. Um, we'll see. I've heard conflicting reports about how fun it is to travel away. Yeah. As the as the director of away travel, like I think you guys sent out like a, like a survey earlier this year, right? Like yes. Asking which games you want to go to. And, and so that helps a lot with in terms of negotiating seats with the clubs. Um, and and whether we need to ask for more seats or not. That's, that's been really helpful to me. It's not an end-all, be-all. I don't distribute tickets as many some as many people think mm-hmm. I do. I'm just trying to negotiate how many we get with, with these teams and in terms of what supporter items we can bring in and safe spots for us to pregame before and after. Are there, are there limits? Or, like, not, I shouldn't say limits. Are there, like, low-ball amounts that the other clubs have to give or is that is there no standardization um it was 100 tickets i hear 200 being flown around now though mm-hmm. i don't know if they raised the race officially or not but it's at least 100 and that's dictated by the league or that is dictated like, by the league yeah. okay it's at least 100 for each game so what okay so based on like where all these far-reaching games like the orlando game like the philly game when you guys sent out that survey did you get responses at least from you know 32 52 people like that there was going to be people at every game or were you surprised ever yeah. to see like wow there are people like 20 people going there were to people marked Philly or yeah some of them it gets low some of them it might be like 20 30 40 like dc i think we had like 40 people that were interested and it wound up being like 20 yeah and so but yeah pretty much every game on the schedule was marked at some point wow just, just that's kind of crazy, crazy. yeah, yeah. I think they're going to Montreal. No, they went to Montreal last year. The farthest reaching game this year will be that Orlando one. The, far, the game farthest away from I didn't even think about it in terms like that, yeah. in terms of distance. Yeah, Montreal would have been last year, I guess. Or Toronto. But this year, yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, in terms of like being able to bring in things, like famously in New York, like nobody could bring in drums, right? Yeah. But how common is that, or is it... Is it is that like a really rare case? Like, what are the kind of restrictions? New, New York, it's a Yankee Stadium thing, and I think for the most part, in these soccer-specific stadiums, they're they're built with the MLS supporter culture in mind. Um, but that was not a New York City FC regulation. That was a Yankee Stadium regulation, and it's it's the same in a Dodger game for, for the baseball World Series. 
Like, yeah. I made an exception. A lot of asshole bass players. Only time I've ever seen an instrument. Only time I've ever seen an instrument at Dodger Stadium. And there's what kind of other restrictions? Most do you, of them do you are, have to like deal with. Yeah, most of them are pretty standard, and it depends on where you're sitting in the stadium. That 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 uh, affects the flag rules that they have, right? They don't want you know, the giant flags in front of their home supporters. So if you're kind of tucked away in a corner like Portland or Seattle, and they have very little in terms of those restrictions. When supporters from other teams are coming to the bank, do you also like help coordinate their away travel? Not at all. Not at all. Sometimes their leaders will reach out to me on game day tips, ask if they can come to our tailgate and stuff like that. But uh, that is all. Rafa, at some point, is going to dive deep into his West Ham love and his origin story. West Ham. And his luckiest. Origin uh, story starts at Churchill's. Churchill's Pub in Miami, which was kind of like a a place, you know, we could go watch Premier League before watching Premier League was fashionable. Um, they also housed Sweat Records, which was a record store that my sister worked at that had gotten damaged during a hurricane. And so Sweat, Re- Sweat Records moved into the back kind of storage unit of Churchill's Pub. And so I went there one night to kind of hang out with my sister, as we normally do. Normally do. Spencer's in the house. Spencer's Serenaded the house. by the Luckies. We're in Pasadena, too, home of the Luckies. Yeah, and so one night there was a band playing at the pub, and they were charging a cover fee, and uh, I wasn't there to hang out at the pub. I was there to go to the record shop and try to finagle my own around. It was like, look, if you can tell me when the last time West Ham won the Premier League, I'll let you in. (laughs) Fuck it, I know when the last time was. Yeah, (laughs) it was before I was born. It was a few years before I was born. And, uh, but... I always, I always kept that in mind, and I would always follow West Ham results from then on, chat him up about football, and he'd usually let me in whenever there was a coverage on it. It's one of the cool coolest origin stories out there. It's so like yeah. a secret passcode. So fast forward, yeah, back to Pasadena and hanging out with the Luckies. Wait, were you watching, do you remember like The Great Escape when Carlos Tevez was engineering West Ham to get out from the That was just time? when I pretty much started following what the results. That was and not necessarily, all, not all the matches were shown at that point, too. So a lot of times for West Ham, we'd be at Lucky's watching these reruns, right? And someone would come in and spoil it. Oh, you didn't know so-and-so scored. <laughs> you know, right? And they, so that was, that was life as a West Ham fan, unless we played the <coughs> Chelsea's and Arsenal's of the, of the world. Of the hey, world. Don't they, not they cough about it. Manchester United, bro. We're out here, too. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, but L- you weren't London you, clubs. London. You weren't into MLS at all before LAFC came along. No, I was Chivas USA, big time, and that was kind of an epiphany for me because you know Chivas USA was a terrible team, but I always had such a great time at the games. You know, I knew Julio and Ray and everything, and just you know, it's all at the end of the day, it's about having a good time with your friends. Yeah, you know, supporting the team definitely were there to be the top man, no doubt, but. We're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time with our friends. And that's always the most important. That's kind of what drew me to West Ham, too. It's just the culture and the banter. And even when they lose, you know, the, the fans, the I'm forever blowing bubbles motto kind of pertains. We just we carry on. When you when you think of the forever blowing bu- bubbles motto on a night like tonight, when it's like everyone's tired, everyone had a long week, you've been working for 12 hours, you guys probably have, what, like two or three more hours of... Tifo creation before yeah. you know, call it a night. Is it right. uh, call it a night? And where then, do you find the gas? Where do you find the gas, man? Uh, energy drinks and uh, that's about it. And, and lots of Cuban coffee. 
We got parking lot issues. What else we got going on, Sam? Yeah, I mean, we got Little Caesars in the house. I mean, we won't we won't reveal the actual location where we're at. But how many different locations have you guys used for Tifa? Um, thus far. Four? Um, it was that that spot in fucking Monrovia for the San mm-hmm. Jose. You, you guys yeah. had a different school for, for the inaugural season, Tifa, right? Is that, yeah, a, is that a big challenge, school, finding yeah. a location? Like yeah, yeah that that's the, the biggest big, challenge. That is the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And then for that first Tifa, it was finding a day where the weather didn't stop us. Oh, yeah, the weather sucked at the beginning of the season. But uh, you gotta find some. Somebody's gotta have a warehouse, right? Somebody's gotta have a warehouse. You, Colorado, have a warehouse Colorado have posted a picture of their them painting Tifo in the snow. Oh wow, it was nuts, man! They were shoveling snow. That's why we live in a better city. We don't have to deal with shit like that. <laughs> West Side, bro. Shout out to Benny Failhaber up with the Rapids or what? Nah, <laughs> we don't know you anymore either, bro. Coffee for me, man. Lots of Cuban coffee. That is, that's why I want, really want to go back to Miami so bad. I just, I just Cuban really miss coffee that. And I Cuban just really miss that. You, know, you never you saw Fusion. Cuban ass out here? You weren't there down there for the Fusion era, were you? Cuban I Fusion. was. I was. There's a lot of resentment still for MLS. Not just, not just for Chivas, but the way they handled the Fusion situation too. I mean, so did you go to Fusion games? No, I never. <laughs> but, but, but it was a team that was picking up. Finally, like creating buzz in the city, and they had a they had a good team. Ray Hudson as coach, and they were picking up steam. And then the league just pulled the plug. It seemed came out of nowhere. And famous Ray Hudson of the soccer announcing, like, yeah, messy yeah. over uh, explanations and poetic interludes. Fame. Who also came to an LAFC game last year? Still follows. You know, we'll we'll comment on on match days we have too. Uh, does he? Yeah, well here and there. So do you think, do you have faith, like, you know, you're excited about going down there next season when they're in the league, but do you have faith that that's all going to pan out for them? I've read conflicting reports about the sausage being made the wrong way. Maybe they're not going to get the stadium site approved. It's, it's not actually totally approved. I mean, I think at this point, the team probably is just going to carry on and find some temporary place to play until they can secure a permanent home. I still think that's the way to go. I think... But you think it can succeed, like, in I mean, South Florida? It, it's, yes. Now is the time for soccer in America, period. And, you know, having grown up there, and then when I go back there on vacation, you go to the mall, and I see Ronaldo and Messi all over the place. I mean, it was never a football city like that. Mm-hmm. And I was always looking when I was living there. I was always looking for the you know, places to watch games and stuff like that. But I think all over America, soccer, you know, every World Cup you see, seems like soccer gets elevated to a new level and uh, I think Miami's ready and I, I think now's the time for the league to strike yeah man it's 30 I was alright with all these new teams coming in let's talk for one second X's and O's kind of what do we think about pro rap I'm, I want it so bad I want it bad I want it in every sport in America I mean, I know sometimes it'll, in some sports, it'll, in the NFL, it might never happen. But baseball, I mean, baseball's already set up. You could have pro well in baseball, too. Yeah, that's you know? true. And then, you know. Even the NBA. Albuquerque gets the New York Yankees coming into town, you know. That'd be, yeah, that would be pretty tight. You get special matchups, special, you know, cities that, that get to be in the mix. No, I think for all of us that just, those of us who love the game and understand and have seen pro well, in world in leagues around the world we're all for it right but 
the obvious barrier is that anyone who owns a team is not for it. So those two things will continue to bump heads until, I don't know, everybody just one yeah. day stops and we're in America, up at the stadiums bro. completely. You, you're not going to beat the rich white people, so it's well, never going to what's funny is I, I do think the one, one good point about ProRel is like, in, in, the, in America is it would be a differentiator uh, between other sports, right? Like, it wouldn't be something maybe people immediately understood, but it adds such a drama. I mean, this season, every season in the Prem, you, there's that drama. Like, the greatest game with Carlos Tevez and West Ham, like, I remember that so definitively in watching those games. You're tuning in every week, like, are they or aren't they going to yeah. get booted, you know? And this yeah. is West Ham. This is like, Carlos Tevez played horribly the whole season, and he just came alive at the end. If Carlos Tevez doesn't play that way, if he doesn't get it, there's no Manchester United for Carlos Tevez. There's no Manchester City for Carlos Tevez. Like it alters the course of events, right? Yeah. Javier Mascherano was on that team. But but this season, if Colorado continues to poop the bed the whole year, do you think that like anything of significance will ever at, happen at a Colorado game unless they somehow knock points off one of the teams that are battling for the supporter shield or the playoffs, right? Yeah. Or they injure somebody or something. Or there's yeah. a snow game, right? Like that's the most dr- drama that we get out of Stan fucking Cronkies MLS team, right? So, I don't know. I, I do think, like, we're all for it. Will we see it in our lifetimes? I'm not so sure. I hope so. That'd be rad. And I think it would have more of a benefit effect than people realize. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like the league really wants to go that route. I mean, hopefully, I really hope they do. It seems like they just want to load both conferences with a bunch of teams. Well, eventually they'll have to split it. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I agree with you. It is a good, it is a great time for for this sport in this country. Um, but I don't know, Slim. You you came into it later in the game. You think it's gonna? No, it's not gonna think? happen. No. Like I said, we're in America. Rich white people win. Rich white people don't want it. Unless a richer white person comes in and says, "This is what we're gonna do," it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Merk, cuz. Right. And on that note. We're back to painting. Snack time's over. We're going to jump back in with another guest in a little bit. Rafa, thank you. Thanks, thank, Rafa. Thank you, guys. Time with Dweez. I got my tea. I got my sencha. Where did I put it? Up oh, somewhere in here. Yep, I got it. We are now outside of the gym because there's some crazy music afoot in there. We heard some Queen. We realized we probably won't be able to hear anybody if we're coming outside. And we have a special guest here. We want ever the good folks to be able to hear her talk. Myra, <laughs> aka wife of our first guest. Mother of Ezra. Mother of Ezra. Crazy little Ezra. Gotta <laughs> love it. She's always chasing him around. If you've been listening to FCFC, FSA, FSA since the beginning, you would have heard Monty talk about the origins of Jumperelli Football Club. And now we're bringing it back full circle with Myra. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for hanging with me. Yeah. Um, I just heard you tell somebody that tomorrow, 8 a.m., we're painting. (laughs) How long do these TIVOs go on, guys? How long do they go on? I would say each TIFO, like, we've got to put at least, like, 10 hours into each TIFO. The first TIFO, I'm pretty sure they were out there from, like, sunrise to sunset. That's true. That one was... Like, three days, like, consecutive. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was very windy, so they were holding holding on to dear life. 
hoping that they weren't going to float away with the fabric. But. So if you remember the shoulder-to-shoulder TIFO, I hope this now helps you appreciate those photos, those, those photos which will be etched in people's memories forever, mm-hmm. that it actually took a hell of a lot more work than just rolling up a banner during the game Damn right. mm-hmm. to get that to happen. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. That portrait was something else, man. Yeah, like man. That, Painting that. Yeah. Kudos to the people that painted that because they killed it. But yeah. that thing was a pain in the ass. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> don't worry. No, don't worry, Myra. We, you know, we keep cussing an option for our guests. We like we to do whatever the fuck we want around here. We like to, you know, people to express themselves freely. One thing I'm eager to hear about tonight: your involvement with the 3252. You're kind of like one of the behind-the-scenes movers and shakers. Yeah. So, can you tell tell the good people a little bit about what you do? I just make sure everything that needs to get done gets paid for. <laughs> AKA the treasurer, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And honestly, I feel like I wear a lot of, di- like, I just, I'm in, everything that needs to happen, I, like, have a hand in it just because I need to coordinate with someone to make sure that this gets shipped or if it got shipped, this gets paid for or Pretty like much that. nothing happens in the North End unless Myra gives it the go-ahead. And the one that'll tell you to fuck off if your idea sucks. <laughs> and never mind, that's everyone else. But she'll just tell you that we don't have money for it. I just help out a lot every, every way that I can behind the scenes. I'm not one that's, you know, in the capo stand or, you know, you'll see Ezra waving a flag on my shoulders. That's what I do. And I have fun with it. And it's just fun to be a part of this and help wherever I can. Does it make it easier that... Monty's also involved in the way he is that you're involved like would either of you have been able to be involved in this extent if you both weren't involved in this extent do you know what I mean like is it yeah. interesting because question. it can be like a family thing well at the beginning it was like that because um, he was so in like into the foundation of starting this mm-hmm. like and to be quite honest like when this when LAFC came, first came out Ezra was just born mm-hmm. so I was like you know what this will be your guide time go have fun and like <laughs> I told him and that you know he would come back and tell me all about it and I'm like it's dope you know like keep going like keep being involved and um, the opportunity came a year ago to kind of help out a little bit more with the treasury stuff and I was like why not and actually it makes it easier because uh, Ezra's the youngest council member because <laughs> he goes to our meetings with us whenever we have those meetings and it actually yeah it makes it easier because we get to spend some family time together and do what we love and that's support LAOC yeah yeah I'm sure sometimes it's probably, like, too much, though, right? Like, it's just, like, on full blast all the time. Yeah, it's our lives. Yeah. And my family is like, all you do is LAFC. And I'm Basically, like, I'm sorry. Basically, most of the people that are in this gymnasium right now, mm-hmm. that's likely their conversation with all their family and friends outside of this club as well. Yeah. My friends, like, we, like it's to the point where they don't call me anymore because they know I have something <laughs> LAFC related that I have to do yeah um, it sort of eclipses other yeah. parts of your life I mean yeah. you know if this were like a cult instead of like a football <laughs> club like this would be a really big issue for us <laughs> oh shit are we recording <laughs> again hey. Hey. we're recording again hey. we're not gonna have Ray on for too long today because he will be a guest next week and but we are gonna have the longest pod we've ever done the longest 24 hours non-stop <laughs> oh my god I'll see you guys have a good one what do you do when you just can't think about it anymore what do you flip on what do you listen to who do you call do you have something or do you just like 
give in to the fact that like this is full blast it's happening all the time like LAFC you mean like yeah just, open to yeah. both of you yeah, yeah. I mean, I smoke. what's your escape what's your only escape your reprieve from LAFC if you have one shit that's hard I, like my life is like wake up work wake, like go home do you know the everyday mundane things but then yeah we just like yeah, it's like every time you scroll through Instagram, because my dumbass follows the LAFC hashtag, so it just <laughs> comes up all day. Social uh, makes it like so it's kind of always going on, right? Yeah. yeah. Like someone's always dropping a podcast, and there's, someone, there's always a new yeah. video, there's like some yeah. funny memes, we got Bonestorm. It's, yeah. a, it's kind of a 24 hour nonstop thing if yeah. you want it. Like, yeah. I think out of all the clubs, LAFC's social game is. It's super hot. Right. So good. And you're not talking just about like from the club itself, but you're talking about like just everyone, other people. Bro. Like yeah. everyone's hashtagging LAFC that has nothing yeah. to do with LAFC. You get random hoe pictures sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is not to LAFC. You ain't at the stadium, bitch. Hey, we have influencers in the West Side, like taking pictures <laughs> yeah. with the North well, End of the West back. I I went on the hashtag LAFC. I'm like, who are like what? Yeah. And it's like influencers who post yeah. that they're like, at the game. Yeah, yeah. they're like I mean, totally. We got, we got, like, we got the cosplay teams. folk. Uh, oh yeah, the king the, the, in the, the North. The humble king and. Uh, <laughs> Kate, whatever. Kate. Oh, her design is Yeah, right. I met the kids. Oh, dude. Honestly. That rhinestone game I, is on point. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're cool. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't it's really party with white people like that. <laughs> what about yeah, you? Like, oh, man. Hey, bro, you are not a normal white person. You are a fucking weirdo. And that's why I love you. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'll drink some tea to that. I'll drink some tea to that. You know you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's why. That's why I am you, like. I think I am like hippie weirdo first. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And and the hippies like, are friendly. Like yeah. you guys are like my. At the end of the day, stoners are just friendly people. And, and we, you're not a yes, stoner, but you have that stoner hippie right. shit. <laughs> and we get cults, you know. We understand cults. We get how they work. <laughs> there comes second nature to us. <laughs> exactly. I think I think Monty has mentioned to you what um, what we did before LAFC, and that was church, right? Did yeah, 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 a little bit. We didn't did you talk meet? About did it on you guys the meet there? Yeah, we met at church. Yeah. yeah okay. And yeah, basically, yeah, that was pre-LAFC, and then right. now we don't even go to church. Sorry for my friends that might be listening. But right. <laughs> it does it fulfill that community. Shut up the Mormon community. Wait, so so did you come from like a soccer football loving family at all? Yes. Oh yeah. My dad growing up, um, we would watch the El Tri okay. and um and then big fans of Guatemala Blanco and then uh, sorry and then Rafa Marquez, just yeah. like the whole team and Chicharito, you know? Yeah. And then we would go to Sunday soccer with my uncles and stuff like that. So yeah, big community. Is Ezra playing? He's playing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Is he, he digging it? He just started, right? He just started. Last year, he had, like, that kid loves soccer thing, uh-huh. so he learned how to play, and uh-huh. he's a little cheater. He uses his hands, so, so I, like, <laughs> smack the ball. I'm like, don't use your hands. But um, this that year, my sister... It's the Samoan in him. Yeah. He's, playing he's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, now we're putting him in... Um, Okay, I might get a lot of My yeah. sister's putting him in AYSO. He's still only four, so eventually we'll get to travel and all nice. that stuff because it's like LAFC, that's going to be a crazy commitment too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and this could be another one of my classic Dewey's facts that actually isn't true. I think I just found out that AYSO was created in Torrance. So it's like a really? Southern California originated thing. Did you play AYSO? Yeah. 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 So that's crazy, right? Yeah. Not very long because, like, soccer requires a lot of running. You know, like, doing that shit. <laughs> Too much cardio? Yeah, man. I still get mad every time we fucking go past, like, three goals on Trump for LA Football Club. Oh, my God. Damn, Capos. All right, we get it. We're trying to get the rest of the 
Next Stay jump, Next jump, come down. Hold Ezra on your shoulders while you're doing oh it. Oh my that's god, I'll tough. die. Do you think okay? So has Ezra? Here's the here's the million dollar question. Has Ezra ever been like you guys? I'm LAFC'd out, or is he like? Does he have a bigger appetite for it than you guys do? Oh, he is just as involved. Like this kid. Okay, last tailgate, um, I get there after work, and um, Ezra's like, Monty was having a good. Like we were all just everyone was having a good time, and Ezra like literally grabbed like the biggest flag possible and goes to the center section where all the drummers are at and starts waving the flag. And I'm like, what the... Like, he's just 100% like yeah. committed all well, the time. Well, like, especially at San Jose when he jumped on a drum and he like... <laughs> He oh, he the, went up. He went up to San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, was, that was he on the bus? Trip. No, we couldn't. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was gonna Definitely be like, okay, shit. Shallow shallow he was on the bus. bus. No, yeah, no. We used, we went the Fucking night before. We drove up and the thirty-two fifty-two. We, <laughs> we thankfully missed the hold up on the bus situation. Oh, that we missed was up terrible. by like five minutes, I guess, because we left pretty late, and then we just stayed the night and stuff. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, you guys made a whole th- weekend out of it. That yeah, we made a little family thing. But thing is that like. I don't have kids. I'm not sure if I am going to have kids, but, like, watching the Easter watch egg... Watching, <laughs> watching the Easter egg hunt, like, all oh, these, yeah, like, and then cool. you go out to the tailgate, these kids are... I, I mean, this would have been the coolest shit ever yeah. to grow up in this as a kid. Like, I didn't... I mean, I kind of grew up in a similar thing. It was, like, more of, like, ski resorts oriented because we were up living in the crazy mountains. So all the kids were, like, running around doing stuff in the snow trying to find things. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, the closest thing I could remember to it. It wasn't like I could meet, like, again and again. There's always new friends, probably, yeah. that are popping up. Yep. You gotta kind of, like... You gotta kind of break all the rules because your parents are like too busy trying to sell their pins and their yeah. scarves and like set up set up and take down like figure out you know this what I mean swiper thing how does this work like how does it feel like that's usually what happens and we are outside now so there are no get over ghetto burn oh the lights out it's lit out here we in the hood oh, there's two of them there's two of them It's Friday night. It's probably a high speed chase. You know, dumb motherfucker. No, we're out here. We're out here. Exactly. We're out here. The nicest part of Pasadena. The nicest part of Pasadena. We're we're a few blocks away from Altadena. We're we're a few blocks away from like you know all the eastern like more inland little hoods. All right, all right. All 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 nice neighborhoods in LA got a hood right next to it, y'all. You got Pasadena. They got South Pasadena. Yep. We got people coming in. We yep. got people going out. <laughs> this is an all-night affair. <laughs> we got people taking. Yeah. Lo and behold, on a Friday night, yeah. whenever they had them, we had like what sixty to eighty people show up. Them. Yeah, the I want to say I got twenty pizzas, and those things are gone in like and he had ten one, minutes. One of the so. girls went I mean, back. Like we have one yeah. more. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Yeah. It amazed me. Gave up our whole social life. Hey, but don't worry. On Sunday we're gonna turn it up. Like, yeah, we had another like round with the flounders. It's been a fun season so far. Yeah, it's it's a, great. Great. Yeah, a little bit of mixed emotions from the last match with, with the Korean homie uh, yeah. scoring on us and trying to find all our players. The shit was kind of hard. That was a hard one to watch because they were playing on Twitter. Yeah, and it made it, man. Switched out three people in the back. Bob was just doing some crazy shit. I was just expecting kind of like something like that to happen. Yeah. What, that people would pull up? No, we were doing, uh, talking about Vancouver a little bit. Like, I kind of. Bob taking out three in the back. Yeah. 
those. Oh, we're talking tactics. Look at oh, Myra. We just, we just I turn place. I turn my back, and all of a sudden I come back, and Myra and Sam are talking tactics. Yeah, <laughs> we're just all over the place right now. Yeah, um, it's just that turf too. Like I don't know. I expected. I mean, let's be honest. Like everyone kind of struggles with turf. Mm-hmm. Kind of see it unless they're playing in turf like Atlanta, Seattle, Vancouver. Right. They're, they do this all the time, but when teams like ours go up there or face them, like, we legitimately look like we struggle. Like, I look at them and I'm like, they're not running how they run, like, in our stadium. Because yeah. they're like, what the hell is this carpet? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? No, it, I mean, it's the, it's the most true thing in the world. And you hear people complain about people complaining about turf, mm-hmm. to which I always just say, do you, have you ever played this sport? Have you ever played on grass? And have you ever played on turf? Tell me that there's not a huge difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Bob's obviously like the biggest person that comes out and says stuff about it all the time. And he's got to keep saying it until they change it. Yeah. You know, because this all has to change. I like how he said this weekend, he's like, it's going to be a different game because they're like, and he acknowledged that yeah. we're playing at this like, He's like, even if we play well and we, and we win, I'll still like, feel frustrated because yeah. it's turf. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So at least their turf, he said, is, and people better. say is better than Vancouver's, but. You know, turf is schmurf. <laughs> you feel me, y'all? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, All right. Yeah. I think that's it for the night. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I think we got enough today. I'm over here in my Beijing squat. Hey. What's up, brother? Uh, the it's oh, it's all, we're good. almost there. So, is this the big one that we're going to put? Uh, not, uh, it's, not, it's not as big as the normal ones, but it's still big enough, like Asian people. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... This has been the FCFC pod. Thank you, Myra. Thank you to Rafa, Thank wherever you for he's at. Me. Thank you for people coming in and out of the thing. And we'll catch you all next time. FCFC. 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 FCFC.